Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sap, Fightful. It is August 5th, 2022. We've got Kate here. Kate, how you doing? I am good. It feels so weird to be on the right side of the screen here on Friday night. Big returns all over the place. Carrie and Cross and Sean Ross Sap in the same night. What? Welcome back, buddy. Looks like me and Carrie and Cross show up to work on pretty much the same days, uh, doing everything uh, these days. But uh, yeah, Carrie and Cross is back. We had reported that WWE had at least discussed bringing him back as of today. Well, that didn't take long. Uh, but my God, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into Rampage, a really good series of matches on Rampage. If you want your super chats, Humper Chats Red, go to humperchats.com. I'm working a Friday. My God, can you believe it? Can you believe it? Sean, what the heck even is a Humper Chat? I don't even know. I do know because well, I, I host a lot, but tell the well, people anyway. It's where you can get your question or statement read on the air, and Humper Chats allow you to leave them before we go on the air. Like tomorrow, Grapsity is on at noon. You can donate a Humper Chat ahead of time, and they'll see it and read it. Maybe you can't be around sat like Saturday at noon, but you love Grapsity so much. You want to give him some money. You want your stuff right on the air. Well, that's how it's done. Van Twinblade says, Sean's working Friday. It felt like a momentous. I had a feeling there'd be something to talk about. And there is something to talk about. So uh, we, I'm not enough is, is what you're saying. That's Yeah, usually. That usually, is. yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Aggressive. But Sean, what if people want to support on Twitch? This is how out of the game you are. It's twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Um, Kate, this show is going to be an hour, so <laughs> let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving right now. Uh, leave a thumbs up. Yeah, please leave a thumbs up. Uh, we would greatly appreciate if you did. You proud of yourself? So proud of myself because... Sean, I know it's been a while, but those are the hosting responsibilities at the beginning of the show. If you don't remember, you tell people to support us via Super Chat, Humper Chat, and on twitch.tv backslash Fightful Gaming, and you tell them who our sponsors are. Yeah, like I, I remember. I, I host a bunch of other shows, but you know what, guys? 
FightfulSelect.com also has a bunch of news. We reported the carrying cross thing today. Uh, we had news on Victory Road uh, coming back and a venue change for Impact. We had news on why Impact changed Bound for Glory. Uh, we had the SmackDown plans this weekend. How about some AEW video game news? How about some more news behind the at least pitched creative, which is major pitch creative for Carrying Cross, and one of the like uh, some, the title situation, which could be heavily changing very very soon. Uh, also, Vince McMahon news. Uh, I mean, I guess the story is pretty obvious now, but it was sort of debunking anybody that thought that that. He was still running it in the shadows. But I'm going to have more information on that this weekend. We're going to have producers. We're going to have a whole lot. Let's go ahead. We're going to lead with SmackDown tonight because I think the the single most noteworthy thing happened on SmackDown, um, which aired, uh, honestly, in, in 1080p, which is much better than the 240p in which Kate <laughs> streams in. See, I look good to me, so I don't really care what you people see. Also, I don't know. I emailed the people on StreamYard. We'll see what they come back. Yeah, I bet they get back to you real quick. I bet they do. <laughs> JC says, with SmackDown being in Rally next week, do you see them bringing Charlotte back? I think they have a chance to make her a baby face instead of a tweener or heel. Save Liv from getting her arm broken. Become the mentor that helps with encounters and submissions. No, I don't want to see Charlotte serving as a mentor for somebody I've been watching wrestle for five years. She, Liv's been, let's stop with the Liv playing the the lucky teenager that oh my gosh she's so fortunate to be there and she's so young and she's so she's been wrestling for quite a while now and I don't want to see that could they bring Charlotte back absolutely they could bring uh Charlotte back but I think that uh you don't need to have any mentor for Liv Morgan but we did have Roman Reigns uh, showing up backstage that was nice. They they came in in their vehicle, and Sami Zayn, <laughs> Sami Zayn was popping up throughout this. And I love that Jimmy loves Sami Zayn, and Jay can't stand Sami Zayn. And Sami gets progressively more annoying to them as they go along. And one of the Usos says, "You got to pull your weight around here. We we've got tag titles. Roman Reigns has the two world titles. Kate." I badly want Sami Zayn to win the 24-7 title and like raise it up in the middle of the ring like Roman Reigns does all the time. And nobody will mess with him because he's with the bloodline. And he thinks that he's so intimidating that everybody is afraid of him. But really, they just don't want to mess with the bloodline. They don't want to risk it. I got to see Sami Zayn do this. We haven't seen the 24-7 title over the last couple of weeks, but... What That's what are your what are your thoughts on where this goes? I mean, my dream is something that I had thought of and Alex booked really, really well. Um, in that I, I hope that this leads to Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn tag run and that they dethrone the Usos. I think Kevin Owens being the only one who's able to talk sense into Sami Zayn is such a fun idea. Um, and I feel like it's a really good way to have Kevin Owens get gold on him which people like me have wanted for a really long time, which I think he absolutely deserves without it necessarily interrupting your title picture to do it for the a tag run between Sammy and Kevin, I think is just like a great way to have a really fun program around the tag belts with two guys who are phenomenal at what they do. Like what a blast that would be and a fun thing to put in this story. 
I also think it's time to call up Solo Sokoa. That guy is awesome on NXT. Have so, him come up and blow up this bloodline thing, man. It would be so much fun. So virtually everything I had reported about what was planned, what was pitched about a month ago, I mean, it's out the window now. Sure, I mean, three weeks ago, we were reporting that talent had no idea about what was going to happen with the women's tag team titles. We'll be talking about that shortly because that has changed uh, very, very quickly. However, Roman Reigns comes out to the ring. He cuts his promo. The, you know, the special counsel is not there. Paul Heyman got F5 through a table. Roman Reigns more than carries this promo. He's fantastic here. He's great here. And Drew McIntyre comes out and calls him the tribal queef, Kate. Yes, he did. Drew getting to, for a couple of weeks now, cut promos that felt like A, fun, and B, a human being is really, really good for this brand. Before his big blow-off and whatever that Brook match was, um, a great match with the dumb stipulations. He had cut a really great promo that talked about their past and... Um, the storytelling in it was really great, and he just sounded like a human being again. Tribal Queef, put it on a t-shirt. I'm buying it at WWEshop.com. I think that was a, a really fun way to kind of cap off the show, and Drew continues to be super over, especially going into um, Clash at the Castle, or clash as we've been calling it around here while you've been gone. Let's talk about the real highlight of this. Roman Reigns at Hospital. He did. He did. And we found out that the word wrestler is no longer on the naughty list. Which There's is a lot exciting. of words not on the naughty list. Like the presentation, first off, I I feel like I got to put over Michael Cole every time I hear him because he sounds so much more natural all the time. And it's it's incredible. Like it's it's just, it's so much more smooth. It works so, so well. And just the change to hospital, I'm like, oh my God, that sounds so much just better than local medical facility. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of things that were able to be turned around immediately, right? Pacing of the show, it still took us like 10 minutes to get to the first match today, but not the worst. Overall, just like the flow of it is so much better. People sounding like human beings again is such a better thing. Like, all of these little tweaks, I think, have been really, really helpful and things that could um, be immediately fixed. They all seem to be getting implemented across the board. The U.S. title on Monday on Raw, getting a video package to make it feel like it meant something against Every, everything. all of these little things. Yeah, it's really, really good. Everything on about that title made me feel a lot better. But seeing seeing the word hospital used, had me like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all day long, all day long. I was just Beautiful. so happy. Yet another thing, another shitty thing out the window. Oh man, very happy about that. Killer Cross, Carrying Cross came back. And we saw Scarlet in the entranceway. And it's like the music is familiar enough to remember, but it's been long enough to where you're like, is it? And then, yes, it is. Karrion Cross attacks Drew McIntyre. He's got hair. Uh, this shocks a lot of people, but he showed up in the, the Chris Van Vliet interview he did, and he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I was just doing the method actor thing. I've 
got a full head of hair. I just thought it worked better. <laughs> but he looks so much better with hair, too. Yeah. I think um I think it's good he's back. I know it was polarizing, but what I've been saying with with Carrying Cross was because there were a lot of people that said, and I understand where it's coming from. It's not that I didn't like him on the main roster as BDSM Power Ranger guy. I also didn't like him in NXT. And I think Karrion Cross is one of the few people that didn't translate well from the indies into NXT. Like, I feel like that translation didn't happen well when normally we're so used to it not going up the flagpole really well. But I saw him on the indies a few times. I can't speak to him too much. But when I saw him, he was just kind of this badass machine that was kicking everybody's ass. And I was kind of confused as to why he was like a weird magician when he showed up in NXT. Um, Scarlett is great. It was really unfair that we got her on Ric Flair's last match back to back with Maurice as a woman. It's just like not fair to the world uh, to have that much hotness. Like in back to back nights is just rude. But (laughs) I think... The only thing that didn't hit a note tonight was like his entrance music was long. And then because it was a run in ambush attack, like you couldn't really tell who it was. So well, that, I mean, pick up on the music. It was kind of like we literally still haven't seen who this is yet. Well, that's that's why I think it worked, because it gave enough time for Drew to be like, what the hell's going on? Why? Why is she standing there? He turns around and and we see that. Jamin Cito Gomez says, I found his move set to be very limited in NXT. I wouldn't expect that to be the case anymore. I mean, for those of you who swear up and down he can't have a good match, I'm telling you, go go watch either of the Finn Balor matches. Uh, the match with Santos Escobar was great. The match with Johnny was really good. I liked his match that he had with Priest. But um, also, Bloodsport against Davey Boy Smith Jr. I thought was just really, really good. Uh, and of course, he had great spots in that that fatal five way that was so highly regarded. I'm not going to act like he was the the best or highest regarded worker in that one, but he's got some good stuff. And I think that Scarlet is right to have with him. He passed up on an AEW spot because Scarlet wasn't with him, and and he was like, "Well, I've been down that road before." He's like, "I got brought up to Raw." And he's like, I didn't want the next time that people saw me on national TV to be the same way that they saw me the last time when I couldn't get over or they wouldn't let me get over or I wasn't over, whatever it may be. Um, I think that this is this is a good acquisition. Alex thinks it's the worst thing to ever happen. Uh, <laughs> Jambeard says, hopefully Cross didn't bring the helmet and Lord Humongous gear with him now that he's back. I mean, it wasn't his idea. Uh, no, Anthony, didn't he sell the helmet? So I think we're good with that. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Matt C says, Carrion, my wayward son. Javier says, why the cross hate? Drew needs opponent. I mean, I think some of it is, I think, honestly, the primary reason for a lot of it is rumors that he didn't want to get vaccinated, which I don't know to be accurate or not. Um, I've talked to him numerous times, never talked to him about that. But, you know, I, I don't know what his personal beliefs are on, on that situation. Ricardo says, remember, Trips booked Cross to squash Keith Lee. He booked Cross to squash an awful lot of people. And Anthony says, I saw your report on Cross, but I didn't expect him to return tonight. What a genuine surprise. It's great to see Scarlett with him this time. Yes, um, that was, it's like a fool me once, shame on me type of thing. Or fool me once, shame on you type of thing. I almost went full George Bush there. Uh, <laughs> you ain't gonna fool me again. <laughs> 
<laughs> I almost I almost went there. But he knows now. He knows that Scarlet is an integral part of his act, completely separate of her being his wife. So uh yeah, I think that I think that that's the the right move. Justin McClucky says scared my roommate by yelling holy f when that music hit. Cross is incredibly easy to make look like a superstar. That was all Vince had to do originally. It said they made him dollar store shredder. What a re-debut. Just awesome. He wasn't even dollar store shredder. He was dollar store Bill Eady of demolition. Like if he was dollar store shredder, at least he would be. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. He would be somewhat interesting, but what they had him doing just wasn't good. Wasn't good. Alex is shilling his hatred on sour grabs. <laughs> It's important, though, because Monday was really good. And so Alex and I were very nervous about the Sour Graps brand in general, I think. And then Tuesday, we were back. And now he has something to complain about Friday. So it's okay. We're safe. We're protected as the Sour Graps brand, I think. Christian <laughs> says, Scarlet has OnlyFans. Dakota has Twitch. Is Triple H okay with it? Um, I believe that would probably be like a Stephanie Nick Khan type of call more than it would be a Triple H call at this stage. Blake Higdon says, do you think Triple H was trying to make Cross ready for Vince's main roster and it just didn't connect? And now that it's his show, he will thrive. Yes, I do believe he'll thrive. I think that there's a lot out of Cross that a lot of people haven't seen. I've watched his work in Impact and MLW and stuff like that, and I think that <laughs> that uh, it, it'll work out a lot better. Jambeard asks why Alex hates Cross so much. It's it's the hair thing. Like Alex is very upset that Cross could willingly grow his own hair. That's it. And that's it. And I hate to expose Alex like that. He's a good friend, but coming in so. hot. I will say I don't know if I love Cross being immediately near the title picture at all. And I don't know if he's gonna have as easy as a time as some other people who might be returning. I think if Gargano came back, if Sasha and Naomi came back, they're gonna get immediate happy reactions. And I think cross he might have to to earn it a little bit more whether that's right or wrong alex says kate you like tribal queef i cannot believe you would betray me like this come on come on i like the occasional 14 year old boy joke me too Eddie i also Matt like grew just feeling like a person again i think that's what i was more excited about alex says that is part of it sour graps <laughs> by the way guys uh, Eddie McMack says not only did Triple H bring back Cross, but Scarlet too. Vince would never Triple H for Booker of the Year. Put it in the books. Um, I, I will say this: I didn't review Monday's Raw because I was I was on vacation, but I watched it and I felt like anything could happen while I was watching it. I didn't feel like I could miss these two shows. Were there some rematches? Yes, there was a rematch tonight, but that rematch had stakes. Like they they had a match that was a title eliminator match, and that was that was important to do. Um, I love when Sean is working somewhere else. He calls it vacation. Yeah, it's not vacation. 
Jambeard says Killer Cross versus Angry Alex. Book it for Mania, and Luis wants it to be a blood sport match. There you go. There you go. Yeah. There see? you go. Jambeard says happy to see Cross or Cross and Scarlet back, but not so much in the main event scene. Would rather him be back in the upper mid card heel spot. I'll tell you why I think it's important to have him in the main event scene, Kate. Because for the last however many years, we haven't seen that. We haven't seen somebody brought in and immediately their first impression back is world title picture. Instead, what we see is headband Bobby Lashley coming back and all of a sudden he's feuding with his own sisters. And he has to work his way up there. He's got to overcome that. At least this, you are firmly established. Killer Cross is up here. Karrion Cross is up here. He's going to sink or he's going to swim. He's going to show if he belongs there or not. Like he's going to get that opportunity to at least belong there. I mean, like that, that's, we used to see so many people quickly emerge to that, that title scene. And then after Brock left, after Brock hit the bricks, Vince is like, well, we're not doing that again. And very rarely, if ever, did it happen, Kate. I understand your point of view, but I do also feel like, his you want to main... be wrong? Okay, cool. No, I have a point, Sean, and I'll take forever to say it just to push you over an hour if I want to. No, I will. Um, I, I do think like his main roster kind of failure was a little bit too recently for to, him to come back and feel like a big deal. Like the most recent thing that people remember of him is Suzuki calling him a young boy and him showing up looking like an absolute clown. So I... I feel like he's going to really have to hit every single note out of the gate if we're supposed to buy it because it wasn't that long ago that he looked like a clown on this program. You know what I mean? Chris Welch says, triple threat at the castle, separate falls for each title to split them again. Tick tock. Chris, I will have more on this on Fightful Select. Um, how about this? I'll, I'll do it right after the show. I'll post uh, a creative pitch that I've heard surrounding the championship over at FightfulSelect.com. It's only $5. Dang. Far says, Drew McIntyre's been great on the mic for the last three weeks since Vince stepped down. It's crazy when you let folks just talk for themselves. I saw it with Ricochet. I saw it with even Corbin to some degree. Saw it with Pat McAfee running that Telestrator tonight as well, which was great. Ricochet felt so much more natural, which we're about to get into. We got Corey saying Cross, if not in the main event title scene, maybe be a dominant U.S. title run to build momentum. World champ 2023. I, I think the, a great way to build momentum is to be involved in a segment with Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns at the at the end of SmackDown, their most watched show every week. I Throw them into the fire, man. That's that's what I'm down with. Um, I get that with the mid-card titles, though, because they have been so deprived for so long. But yeah. I see both points. The line drive says NXT from Rhea Ripley's face off with Shayna to the index wedding was one of my favorite creative runs in wrestling ever seeing this last week. Now cross uh, first time I've been happy with wrestling in a while. I'm hyped. Well, I'm hyped that you guys wanted to talk about this so much. Uh, thank you. The line drive for the generous super chat, but we are seeing triple H come in and say, no, actually I had it right. Actually, I had the right idea. Cross is a good performer. Dakota is a good performer. EO should be given main roster looks. Uh, all these people are good. 
And I love that. I love that he's like, what do I have to lose? I'm in this spot. And look at the ratings for Monday. By the way, going to have some some news beyond that as well. But damn. Colt Bado says, hey guys, LOL to Drew on Twitter. I was just jumped by the guy last seen bondage or last seen wearing bondage in a helmet. I love it. Said he's had better Fridays as well. But <laughs> um, man, this was this was fun. Keep sending super chats in. Throughout all this, uh, I, I got to say, McAfee using the Telestrator. Holy shit, that was good wrestling TV, Kate. It was a heck of an opener. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I prefer, do I prefer to open with wrestling in the ring? Yes. Did this oh, perhaps go on a little long? Sure. Am I burnt out on balls jokes? Yes. You've been Did hanging I out with still- Alex too much. Would you let me finish, sir? Did I still like it? Absolutely. It doesn't have to be my favorite thing for me to still like it. I thought this was a real fun use of using a telescope. Hold on, sorry. I got to catch this clown Pokemon that I see. There we go. Did you catch it? I sure did. Hey, don't do that. That's rude. That's rude. Uh, Mod Matar says, Triple H loves a newcomer attacking a champ. Remember Cole and NXT? That he does. That is a good shout. Uh, but also a good shout, Ricochet and Happy Corbin. I thought this match humped. When Happy Corbin is put in these like very fast-paced matches, he always seems to deliver. And there were a couple of spots I really liked the the power bomb ish spot into the the barricade or the the ring post was really good. That back body drop was great, and then Ricochet just beats him. And I'm okay. I knew Ricochet was going to win this match because I mean this is the way that Triple H establishes people and Happy Corbin doesn't lose anything here. But they went at it and they got a lot of time. And I thought this was I thought this was a pay-per-view quality match for these two. And Ricochet should be talking to Corbin the way that he did. He should be acting like a guy who knows he's capable of doing things that nobody else is capable of. And he should have that confidence. I like this so much. Yeah, Ricochet is incredible, and it was very nice to see him before this in the promo, too, as we talked about, sound like a human being. One immediate difference with Triple H is that matches are just getting more time. The ratio of the amount of wrestling on your screen is just going up a lot, um, which is really, really refreshing to see, especially when it's a guy like Ricochet in the ring. Like, you got to give the crowd a chance to get behind him because he's so exciting. Like, you want to root for this guy because he's just doing the craziest shit. So um, that shooting star press to end it, I thought was fantastic. He and Montez Ford could have like a hang time contest and I would be right there for it. They get so much air. Um, But I I, I thought the match was really strong. It was refreshing to see. And Baron Corbin's in-ring storytelling has gotten a lot better. The ways he was getting distracted by McAfee were great. There were certain points where he had ricochet and different holds and stuff throughout the match where he was just making eye contact with that announce desk, which I really, really like to see. So continued improvement from Corbin. I agree with you that this pace was better. Styles make matchups, and this was an example of that. But it was just nice to see Ricochet, um, you know, just getting some real time because the crowd just wants to root for him when he does because he's doing such crazy stuff. And that shooting star press was amazing. Yeah, it, it was. wasn't. This wasn't the the same old Happy Corbin half Nelson crossface match that we've seen. This was the style that I think that he should work more often because he can do it great. It's not saying that 
like his style's wrong. It's just this style's better for him and he can yes. keep up with it. Man was an elite athlete like his whole life. So let him do it. Far 52222 says SmackDown needs depth badly. The women's match was and with that rude ass crowd. Just wish the show wasn't boring anymore. It's been like that since last year's draft. I, I had fun watching this show. I really did. So I, I didn't have any problems with that at all. Also, didn't have any problems with Nakamura versus uh, Ludwig Kaiser. I, I kind of wish that this was not just a title eliminator for Nakamura. Like, I mean, just let it be a top contender match, even with Ludwig Kaiser there, and have that looming over Ludwig Kaiser. Because he's he's beaten Nakamura, so why not? Yeah, this was a rematch that felt very much like the rematch, too. Like, even in ring-wise, I felt like it, it wasn't very different from their previous match. It would have been nice to have had some additional stakes there. But I'm also trying to recognize that it's been, like, 10 days since <laughs> since Triple H took over the company. So maybe let's give them some breathing room on it. Um, but it, there was no way it was going to be a bad match between these two. They're both phenomenal. Uh, I think Shinsuke had a Kinsasha in there that was ridiculous. Uh, but he just, he's, he's great as is Ludwig. It just seems like, and I'll give Alex, since we were dogging at him earlier for being bald, I'll give him credit here of like, this is kind of in reverse with Ludwig and Gunther. Like it should have started a little bit slower of Ludwig loses and he's kind of like, Hey, get back up. And then the punishment continues as the story goes on with them, but they started right away with those chops. And now it's like, well, where does the ceiling go from there before we get to this Ludwig Gunther split that seems to be coming. Um, But what I saw in front of me tonight was pretty good. It just felt like we were getting a rematch of a story and this match didn't really feel any different from their previous one. So I'm excited for Gunther and Nakamura next week. Now, Listen, I was a major Nakamura fan in Japan, and he had some good matches in NXT. Since the call-up, as far as one-on-one matches without a stipulation, can you think of one that stands out to you that's like, man, that was just unbelievable? The the, the Nakamura-AJ Styles last man standing match was great, but I'm talking straight pinfall. Main yeah, with, with no stipulation and not on pay-per-view, I can't. I can't really. I think I think against Rusev was maybe the best one. Oh yeah, that was really good. That was a good one. That was years ago. This should be like his defining match. His defining match in WWE, and have it main event the show for the Intercontinental Title. Establish that this is an important thing. If you want to have like a cutaway to Reigns backstage or something like that afterward, that's fine. But have this close the show. I would love that. Viking Raiders beat some jobbers. Jambeard says, now that Triple H is in charge, do you think he turns the new vicious Viking Raiders into the War Raiders as a part of their heel run? No, I think they'll probably keep the name the same. There's really not that much of a difference, and and it's probably an unnecessary change at this point. But after that, we did get Kingston versus Eric, and Eric need the absolute dog shit (laughs) out of Kofi. And there's something specifically that I like. By the way, they crushed the jobbers. At one point, Drew Gulak was supposed to be one of the jobbers, but they switched that. Kingston got a roll-up win, and this is after he had said, hey, I'm on my own. It's been the first time it's happened for a while. Michael Cole said, Kofi stole one, and Pat goes, no, Kofi earned one. Because what he did was simply pin the man 
That's not sneaking one. That's winning the match. So I'm really glad that Pat McAfee stepped up and said that, even though I've been crediting Michael Cole's work, I'm glad that Pat McAfee corrected him because there's nothing sneaky or cheating or any anything like less than about winning with a pin. Yeah, I thought this match was fine. I don't know what I'm supposed to get out of this feud any further. So I'm only somewhat intrigued to see where it goes, but it's just very... It's just very weird when somebody inherits somebody else's creative in mid-flow. But this was fine. That knee was ridiculous. And I agree with you on Pat McAfee. I know a lot of people love him for, like, his energy and how zany he can be. I felt like tonight a lot of that was overkill. Again, totally fine with the, the opening ball segment. But, like, very overkill. And then into Shinsuke's entrance, it was like, oh, okay, let's pull back a little bit. But stuff like that where he's kind of... Um, complimenting Michael Cole in a really good way is yes. where I think he actually shines the best. I think that's the biggest value he offers on commentary. And this was a really good example of that. Travis Hartwell says, loving the Triple H era. Instead of just watching the Fightful Raw review, Alex and Kate's excitement made me go watch the show. So awesome. I mean, that's, that is a thing that makes me happy. Like, you know, there are so many people who are like, oh, if, you, if you hate it, why do, why do you watch it? Well, first off, it's my job. And also because... I want to like it. I want all this stuff to make sense. And if it makes sense as a, as a baseline, I'm probably going to enjoy the show, Kate, because I give wrestling a far longer leash with that thing than any, any show because I want to enjoy it. Um, hey, what's that over there says, I would pay any amount of money to be able to sit in on the McMahon Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner. Oh, yikes. Strong assumption that there is one. I'll, put, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> Dream Ninja says the Kofi pop though. He's perpetually over. And um unfortunately Liv Morgan is not right now. Oh boy, let's let's talk about that. So Liv had such a groundswell of support, and hopefully this keeps them from doing the I'm so lucky to be here. No, you're not lucky to be here. They're lucky to have you there. That's the approach that I want. I want her to go from, no, I'm not lucky to be here. I'm not I'm not fortunate to be here. You guys are blessed to see me wrestle. I don't want her to even turn heel. Just like, understand your value. But the crowd was chanting, you tapped out. And she was. she said, I appreciate you guys calling me on my shit. And then we got the, uh, the gauntlet match. But... Wow. Uh, Joey Bagadonet says, I love when crowds don't act the way WWE wants them to. They booked Liv horribly, and now they have to suffer the consequences. Well, I hate that Liv has to suffer the consequences uh, because Liv, I think she handled it as well as she could. That, I think, is the only thing you can do in that situation, and I'm glad she did it. And then the crowd later started chanting Liv Morgan, so I, I feel like it either that yeah. line or then just coming around to the realization that it's not Liv's fault that they booked a bad ending um, was a good call not to keep putting Alex over, but I really feel like we should have a beat the booking show with him because his whole idea with that was just have her beat the three count and then start tapping like crazy to get her yes. the hell out of the arm bar, which is such a, that's what solution. she said she was trying to do. Yeah. Just to have her have done that because then she survived Ronda Rousey for real and Ronda can still be pissed off and go, you know, the ref didn't count fast enough, blah, 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 whatever you want to do with that. So um, that would have been such a stronger choice, but 
Um, I, I think she did as well as she could here. The gauntlet match was a little up and down for me. Um, let's hold on. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Hold your, hold your horses there, chief. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep that hour, man. Let's go. <laughs> Nathan DePaul says they killed Liv in a week. I don't think so. No. Uh, Maddie says, do you know if Liv's arm is actually injured? I can't imagine it not being hurt after three to four arm bars. It's a work brother. She's scheduled for clash of the castle. She's good to go. Uh, it's the, the arm thing was a, a prop. Uh, Nicholas763 says, I was confused with this crowd. I'm sad Liv got booed, but they booed her in her promo, cheered her when she's not even in the match during the match. That was that was very unusual. Emily Duda says, Atlanta was super pro Ronda last week. The South loved Ronda. Liv's not on the same level as Bianca, Becky on the mic or in the ring. Doesn't have the credibility to kick ass like Ronda. Uh, I mean, you can't just... I mean, every performer is different. And I think that Liv is far better in the ring than anybody. I don't want to say that anybody gives her credit for than a lot of people give her credit for because she didn't come from the, the, the typical background, the indie background, or has had the opportunity to show it in as many long-term matches. Bianca's had that opportunity. I'm ready for Liv to have that opportunity now as well. That was the exact example I was going to use was, we've talked about it before, right? Sometimes... Uh, wrestlers make the belt. Sometimes the belt makes them. Um, this might be a case a little bit more than that. When she was in the riot squad, I don't think she was in the ring for more than three minutes at a time. So I think some patience on that front is really, really important. But, um, you know, like I, her connection with the crowd is just so absolutely undeniable. Like people want to cheer her, even when they booed her tonight, when she came out, the pop was huge. There's always signs in the crowd for her. People love her. And, I think it was the right move to to give her the title. You just have to allow for some patience and and room for for growth in that regard. All Elite Dan says, I thought that was a bad explanation for Liv. Wish they gave her something better to say or just not put her in that situation to begin with. I don't think they gave her, I appreciate you guys calling me on my shit to say. I think that was probably a, a her thing. But we did have the gauntlet match. Um, we got Sonya Deville getting her first one-on-one pinfall in two years. I posted about it, and she was like, gee, thanks for the stats. <laughs> but uh, Raquel was made to look strong and then after uh, against three opponents, and then Shayna beat her with a good, good old-fashioned pin, which I love. Uh, Shayna going over, I'm happy about. Raquel getting three wins, I'm happy about. And Sonya finally getting a pin, I'm happy about. The match itself... The quality of the match wasn't too hot, in my opinion. Um, I I could have definitely stood for that to be better, and usually WWE gauntlet matches are really good, but quite literally, Raquel had to run the gauntlet. Uh, but how'd you feel about this one? Similar to you, I think it was well booked from the perspectives of who won when. I'm ready for like a major Sonya Deville push. I kind of have been for a while. Um, but that's just a matter of taste. I feel like from a matter of wrestling booking, this was good. Raquel, unfortunately, I feel like when she's a little off, it looks like she's a lot off just because of the style she wrestles. So it just looks so much more impactful. But she had like a really awesome spinning elbow drop in this. But then also like I felt like was it's it read as kind of no selling a chokehold, which is just not something you can do. Um, I'm not for the babyface presentation of her so much either. So that was a little bit tricky, but um very excited to she see Shayna go over. They're going to um I hope 
bring back the presentation of Shayna that we we really fell in love with. And her and Ronda Rousey is like the most obvious match in the world to me. So I hope we get that out of it. But um, seeing seeing Shayna get to also overcome her Achilles heel to get the win in this, I think, was also a really, really cool piece of storytelling. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really glad at the end result. I think the booking was smart to get there. I felt like the execution was was a little bit sloppy in the process. Michael asked, do we think we see Shayna take the title off of Liv to set up Shayna versus Ronda? No, I think Liv wins this. Yeah, I think Liv wins this. Why are y'all in the comments acting like you care about what happened to Lacey Evans? I swear to God, every time somebody's not on the show for two weeks, I got y'all pretending like you all ever cared about these wrestlers. Listen, all due respect to Lacey Evans. Do you know how many super chats we got about her over the last year? Because the answer is zero. Before, before Max Dupree wasn't on TV for one week, we got zero LA Knights, LA Knight super chats. And I love him as a performer. I think, I think he's great, but we just weren't getting super chats. But the first time somebody isn't on TV for like two weeks, people are like, where are they at? Well, when they tell us somebody is a big deal, their absence should be noticeable, even if I don't like them. Sure. Lacey's presentation was so muddy out the gate. Like it it got very, very weird, but nobody actually cares. Zero super chats about Omos. We're getting everybody. Where's he at? Maybe he's on vacation. I'll figure it out. Don't worry, guys. Shot Kid says, you're right. There was a big return. Shayna Baszler stretching fools. Oh, yeah. Good for Scarlet and Cross, too, I guess. I'm, I mean, I'm happy. I'm very happy to see that happening. And Cyclops says, SmackDown's women's division looks like JV to Raw's varsity. Uh, we'll see how that lasts because um, WWE announced tonight that the women's tag team titles are coming back. Now, I think I had reported at the beginning of last week or maybe around then. As of then, when talent asked, they weren't told anything about the women's tag team titles at all. We got KE775 saying, could we see Tegan return to team of Shotzi again? Yeah, I think we could. I absolutely think that we could. And we should. They should bring back a lot. Uh, the Iconics, are they going to return? Not maybe in about a year. Uh <laughs> Congrats to Cassie. <laughs> Congrats to Cassie Lee uh, and Sean Spears. But we've got Javier Martinez saying Indian Candace for tag team tournament Monday. Maybe not Monday, but hopefully soon. We got a lot of people fantasy booking. We got a lot of super chats about this. Now, um, I'm so happy this is happening. Now, I also ha- hope that they consolidate these two tag team titles because we don't need two sets. In fact, they probably just shouldn't have crowned new NXT women's tag team champions. They probably should have just let that go. And Casey and Kagan could have came up, did this tournament and done whatever. Uh, Michael Higgins says, do you think it's being announced right after the rumored agreement to bring Sasha and Naomi back as coincidence, or does it add fuel to the fire? I think it adds fuel to the fire. Now I, I just want to specify, I don't have an answer either way on that. I do know that, I mean, C2E2 straight up told me they're still doing their show. I can tell you that her management, Sasha's management, was at least fielding offers from wrestling um, 
conventions, but said that they couldn't do any until January 1st. I don't know how that's changed. So as far as the Naomi Sasha thing, I mean, we get word from wrestlingnews.co. I haven't been able to confirm it yet that they're planning on bringing Sasha and Naomi back. Then this happens. Well, I hope it's, I hope it's fuel to the fire. I hope it's a sign of things to come. Certainly you would hope it if I'm Sasha, unless I, unless I really miss wrestling, which she very well might. Cause she seems like she would. I'm just kind of like, I'm going to rest my body and come back at Royal Rumble. This is a weird time of year, (laughs) but if it's to get to have the tag run that they never had, that might, might change things for her. And some wrestlers really love wrestling. Some wrestlers would rather be doing that than, than anything week to week. So if she's one of those people, that's so awesome. If Triple H does pull that off, I think he's an absolute magician at this point. Um, But either way, there's talk about the belts and, about programming in a way that there hasn't been. Sasha and Naomi's absence was felt heavily since they walked out. And their return can, I think, only bring about really good things. So whether that's for this tag tournament or down the line, I hope it happens. Um, But either way, having belts that have a division to go alongside it, I think is probably a good call. (laughs) Samantha says, now that there's a women's tag team tournament uh, on Monday... Is there a possibility for Toxic Attraction to come up to the main roster since they didn't win the titles and for Sasha and Naomi to return? I would say yes to the latter, and I would say yes to to the possibility of Toxic Attraction. I don't know how you couldn't include them in this tournament, right? Yeah, it would be weird not to, especially since they made the decision not to put the titles back on Toxic Attraction most recently on NXT 2.0. That felt very intentional because that would have been the easiest booking move they could have made there. Um so it and they're just ready, like they're main roster ready. Gigi Dolan has been main roster ready since she walked in there, so it makes sense. And you also don't even have to have Mandy drop her title in order to make that happen. So go for it. Dream Ninja says, "Can't wait for Monday, Sasha and Naomi to claim their property again. Cross returning was cool. Let's go, Shayna. But we'll see. I don't know when or if they're specifically coming back as of yet. But Leo says he'd book Sasha and Naomi returning at Clash once new champions are crowned." like CM Punk in 2011. I mean, that's an idea I saw thrown out there a lot. I think that would be kind of a cool moment. It's a natural build to a a future matchup and a unification. Torch Crawler says Dakota Raquel would have been neat, would have, uh, or should have beat Shane and Nia way back. The women tag title should have been all brands. Yeah, it was the golden ticket. We ranted about it on this show forever, but somewhere along the way, They just stopped caring about the brand split and all that, although this week was much more promising in that regard. And I'm hoping that they do consolidate those titles. Javier says, EO, Dakota, Sasha, Naomi, finals in Wales, please. God, I I don't care where it is. I don't care if it's in Wales or or wherever. I just hope that it, it happens. And Dick the Cock Johnson says, when Kai and Sky win the tag titles and are confronted by Sasha and Naomi. I hope so. To me... Sasha and Naomi return as baby faces. I think everybody knows when they come back, they are going to return uh, as baby faces. So I would even say get Bailey in there just because they have so much history and then have EO feud with Asuka. Cause why wouldn't you? Right. Yeah. Jam beard. Who do you think will be the women's teams? I say Kai EO, Asuka bliss, Dewdrop, Nikki, Sonia, Zelina, and a returning banks, Naomi, who else? I mean, Carmella and Zelina could do it. I think they should get the Bellas. I think they should get the Divas of Doom. I think that they should um, 
see if Laycool wants to do a do a three four minute match. I think they should run all the teams out there they can and make this as big of a deal as possible. I would love that. Joel says first Dakota now Cross or Sasha and Naomi's ne- Naomi next. The women's tag title gave me hope, but C two E two reposted their meeting right after SmackDown minus WWE references. I think it's possible. I mean, C2E2 confirmed to me that they would be still at the show, but I don't think you should lose hope. I think anything's possible, especially with the prospect of this new regime and things. I mean, I think this could rectify a lot of those issues that Sasha and Naomi had based on that first week. Nicholas says, for the women's tag titles, I see Sasha and Naomi, Toxic Attraction, Bailey's Group, Bella's, Alexa and Asuka, Nikki and Dewdrop wouldn't mind Shotzi and Sonya. Well, I'm hoping Shotzi and Tegan, because I want Tegan to come back and uh, maybe give her a little hug. <laughs> Eddie McMack says, if Gargano comes back, oh boy, watch out. I'd be shocked if Gargano didn't go back to WWE. Uh, <laughs> Sir Brendo says, forget Lacey and Omos. Where's the superstar Oliver? If you mean Oliver the cat, he is downstairs. He doesn't come <laughs> up the stairs a lot. Colt says, but where's Kevin Owens? FightfulSelect.com this weekend. I'll have some news. Jordan Scott says, with Cross and Scarlet, Kai and EO back, and other former NXT stars getting time, I think DiJack gets a time to shine soon. Yes, I think he'll probably get a character change soon, and we'll see something much different. But if he wants to change a lot more than just his character, he can change his virtual location with just one click. Thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful Kate. Maybe he wants to do what I did and go from Kentucky to LA to Nashville, everywhere in between. Well, by God, you can do that by changing your virtual location with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I was able to avoid geo-blocking and watch all my favorite shows thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And you can get a great deal, an additional month free, and a 30-day money-back guarantee. The 30-day money-back guarantee is something I'm very happy that our sponsors all do. Makes me uh, even more confident that you guys are going to like their product, because if you don't, you're not going to be spending your money. You can get that NordVPN.com slash Fightful. There are three great tiers. You can start off with just the VPN on Tier 1, move up, and get a pass, move up one more, and get a locker. And that's in addition to all that threat protection that you get. Block online trackers, block malware, and annoying pop-up ads with NordVPN.com slash Fightful, the fastest VPN in the world that works on all your devices. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It's been so long since I vanned. You will be saying... Splendid! NordVPN.com slash. You love your little video library, don't you? (laughs) Splendid. I do. Hush (laughs) Zoo says, any news on Bray? Maybe you return at Clash. Haven't heard anything. Hey, what's that over there? Says DC Roderick still wanting out of his contract. If I was Roderick, I would give this time to sort of play out. Like, I think. I think we could see Roderick pop up on SmackDown in a tag team or something like that, and that would help out uh, an awful lot. Joel says, when Hunter took over, I had five people I wanted to see back before anything. Wyatt, Gargano, Sasha, Naomi, and Cross. One down, four to go, hopefully. I I had a list of 15 people the first day that I thought that they should bring back. Three of them are already off the board. Uh, So... Hey, there you go. I'll, I'll take that. 
Jambeard says if they want to combine the titles, they could have Team TikTok go all the way to the finals and win the titles. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, but by the way, guys, we're launching a TikTok like next week, a fightful.com. Oh my TikTok. gosh, Sean's gonna do a bunch of TikTok dances for you all. Probably not. Probably not. Get in your You've super got chat. To give the people what they want. Get in your super chat, get in your humper chat. For example, if you're gonna say this, you should probably be giving us money. Yeah. While you do it. You can if call you, me really listen, hot if you say if, money. If you're gonna harass any co-host of mine, you better be paying to do it. These bangs to the pay window, my friend. John says, I don't know why everybody's fantasy booking this. Dragon Chew is winning it by herself. Okay. All right. Let's calm down. Alex, who normally has great ideas, had a terrible idea. I know. I want I want her to do a Mei Ying, Wendy Chu, double Royal Rumble thing. Gotta see it. Tom Brady says, please tell me we hear Rebel Heart on Monday. As long as it doesn't screw up my interview, I got scheduled for him on Tuesday. <laughs> I'll be happy. It'd probably make it really great. So <laughs> It probably would, uh, but I wouldn't count on it. Stop trying Tom to make Dragon Chu happen, people. Tom LaValle says, love this. Kate backseat hosting, keeping him honest. Suck my butt. Uh, I am a Lucha says, SRS just wanted to say thank you again for being such a stand-up dude. Fightful is home for a lot of us. My dude, thank you. Kate Elizabeth also rocks. Well, thank you. I had a lot of people saying a lot of kind things after certain incidents this week. And a reminder, if you want me to talk about that dumb bullshit, I did a full like 50-minute show on Fightful Select. And if those of you don't know what I'm talking about, that's fine. Just subscribe and find out. Yeah, Toby's... he is. So you might as well, too. Yeah. Toby says, I think a Charlotte Lacey team would be fire. Yeah, they could be managed by Ric Flair. That wouldn't be awkward. Hey, what's that over there? Says, give me the second gear crew versus Sammy and 2.0. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on that happening. I wouldn't count on much more GCW crossover. Uh, I wouldn't expect to see more AEW people in GCW. Cyrilyn says, you think Sami Zayn might turn face? I would like it. Eventually, but I don't think that that's happening imminently. I think he's killing it. Killing it with what he does. Jambeard says, just give Alex the TikTok. His impressions will bring all the people. Uh, I am in talks with somebody who is already very, very good at TikToks, and I hope we can bring them on board. Uh, big thanks to Will Washington for making that connection. But... We got AEW Rampage. Get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. Nerd Guru says next week they should have a running thing on the show of Yas taking out all the members of BCC. So the main event is in Jericho's favor. Mox pulls it out despite the adversity. Yas beats him up. Then Punk returns. Mox versus Punk it all out. Well, if they have even have that ability, right? Like we don't know if they're going to have the ability to do that yet because we don't know when Punk's coming back. Yeah, and don't forget we saw Grand Slam in there too. So that's well, Eddie Kingston's got to headline that. It's got to be him. It's got to be right. I think yeah. so too. I think, right over there. Yeah, I had a bug that flew into my face, but I feel like Eddie should. I mean, even though he's got Sammy, I think he should win like a Dynamite Battle Royal or something. I wish that would happen. Yes. Amanda says, unable to watch anything live tonight, but want to put out there how awesome the AEW has been has programming on six nights a week between online and TV. Yeah, they they had a lot of stuff this week. And uh, 
a lot of good content as well. Cyclops says Alex is a Paul Heyman level Booker Kate hating. <laughs> Alex well, is great. I agree with pretty much everything but Dragon Chew. He wants like the dragon lady to be the demon. Yes. <laughs> the Wendy Two side. No, let her just be a person. She's an incredible wrestler. Mox <sighs> defeated Mansur. This was a fantastic national television uh, debut. I, I don't think you can say that because technically he was on MLW and that is national TV, but to this wide of a base, this is how you want Mance Warner. And if you're Mance Warner, you got to be happy about this. Like you're in there in the ring with the world champ, uh, one of the most famous wrestlers in AEW. You're holding your own. You're having the kind of match that you want to have. And you're killing it. I mean, he, he had the thing with uh, Serpentico this week. But, I mean, having the match with Mox like this is what you do. And they they had, had interest in him for, for quite some time as well. But I think this is all sunshine and rainbows for Mance Warner. I think this is great. Those are some hard-hitting sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. These yeah. two beat the ever-living <laughs> To these two? Out of each other. To these two? Oh, they love it. But I'm just saying... They might that as well be fucking leprechauns at the end of these rainbows. They're so happy about it. Of course. I'm just saying it's the kind that leave bruises. They beat the yeah, sure. crap out of each other. I love Rampage. I always say just feels like a field trip. Like it's a really fun hour of wrestling. And it's an absolute breeze. And the openers are always like very high energy. So much fun. And this was a blast because it was someone that I think a lot of people had heard of before, but maybe not necessarily seen before. And this was just, I felt like from bell to bell, an absolute blast. They they beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> it's the kind of match that they, they needed them to have, and we knew who was going to win. But the fact that it was a title eliminator, they were just like, all right, Mance won this match at StarCast, which I love that they did that. By the way, that show, a 400 and something thousand dollar gate, unreal, That is that is mega- mega good for them and i love that they made that kayfabe as like hey we had some people on this show he won a battle royal let's put him against our best why not tom lavalley says i think if you don't have punk give hobbs a shot at the pay-per-view i i think you got to have somebody that is a, a tip-top name already but also you've got to if if he wins a battle royal whatever like th that's that but i just don't i don't know if people would buy hobbs beating him and that ain't a Hobbs problem. That's just a not right now. I think in three, four, five months, they absolutely will. Uh, yeah, and of, I think there's a lot of juice with this story with Ricky. I think that's going to go on until the pay-per-view. Speaking of, Starks is interrupted by the factory. He talks all that shit to the factory. Uh, I love that. This is a good interaction. I don't want to see him do anything. I mean, I, I don't want to say I don't want to see him do anything extended with them. I don't think he's going to because he's feuding with Hobbs. This is a very short-term thing. But I love that they played off the history of he and Solo. And Solo brought that up. And he educated us on that. And Ricky's like, I don't need you or anybody. Let's fight. Let's do it. I love Ricky Starks. I've been saying for a while that I thought he was going to be the breakout star of the year. I thought it was going to happen a little earlier in the year. But he's definitely breaking out now. Holy cow. Um, this is, yeah, this is a perfectly serviceable use of, of wrestling television time to be. Starks is just one of the most... Um, 
magnetic people on television. I did not see him working babyface coming, but I'm oh, loving it. I'm so happy. So I happy. I love it because I want to root for him, but he's also such a good heel. So I didn't know which way that was going to go. But him versus Solo should be a nice, fun program. Like you said, it'll be short, I think, and it'll be used to progress him and Hobbs. But let's do it. Let's put him in the ring. And uh, like you and I don't get to talk a lot of AEW Dynamite, but I thought that Ricky Starks, the two matches, the promo and the turn was one of the best pieces of pro wrestling business I've seen done in a very long time. Ricky Starks showed his range as a performer and did it so well. And now, now they're it's getting cast onto other people that need it because we've not seen the nightmare. We've not seen the factory in so long. We just haven't. Uh, yeah. We've seen an awful lot of Takeshita. And one of the things that I, I was talking to Tyler Edwards of Black Label Pro as we were watching Takeshita this past weekend. And we were saying, like, when Okada was here in TNA, obviously he was booked like dog shit. And it's so different than Takeshita right now. But, like, then you didn't know that Okada was the guy if you were an American viewer. You can look at Takeshita and you see that he's going to be the guy. Like, you know he's going to be the guy. We all know it. And that's not something that was glaringly obvious to me as a, as a viewer in the early 2010s with Okada in TNA. Outside, sure. Yeah, of course it was because he was great. But Takeshita, you see it. Takeshita is going to be in the Okada spot. He's going to be in the Tanahashi spot. He's going to be in, in the, the, the Muta spot in the future where he's going to come back in a few years when all this is done and he is going to be a gigantic name. What I don't care what company it's in. Like you see it. He beat Ryan Nemeth's ass. Then he beat Peter Avalon's ass too. <laughs> um, Forever a pretty Peter Stan. Love him. Love the wingmen. Put the trios titles on them. I love those guys so much. He's Peter is just so much fun to me. Um, And even in an, in getting your ass kicked role, like, his facial expressions, he's, he just is always cracking me up, and he's great. Um, Takeshita is just, everybody is seeing how special he is, self-included. I didn't know a ton about him, um, but I have been so impressed by his versatility as a performer. Like, there's just yeah. no spot or opponent that he ever looks out of place with. He's extremely fluid. I put on Twitter today just for fun, like, who's the greatest, who has the greatest German suplex going today, all time, whatever. Um, you got your usual like angles and your tabs and stuff like that. But a lot of people were saying like, look at Takeshita's it's incredible. And they weren't wrong. Like you could make a very easy argument that his is the best right now. Um, but I just, I think he, it's fun when you see how special someone is in real time. Like, I think we saw it with Danielson. We see it with FTR. Like he's one of those guys and uh, he deserves it. It's, it's incredible to see um him in every wrestling situation every week like he's just killing it right now you know when luis sends you those those private messages that say hey is this super chat a, a go or a no-go <laughs> oh no we dared them kate <laughs> said harass if me if you pay me within reason tell me how hot i am it's fine wazim says honestly kate does give me mommy vibes can you be our mommy We'll give you the money. <laughs> I feel like Rhea Ripley has I, taken up listen, that role entirely in wrestling. I'll, I'll answer for you. No comment. But yes. <laughs> I'm way more thrown off by where did all these video clips come from? They're from my personal meme folder. 
There you go. Get your super chats. Get your humper chats in. We passed the hour mark. Tell me I'm Sean, really pretty. Sean Blanford says, hi, Kate and SRS. I'll be at Quake at the Lake. Is it Quake at the Lake or Quake by the Lake? I've been hearing both. Is it at Quake the Lake at, or is it by I, the Lake? I think it's at the Lake. My dream is Punk return, setting up Punk and Mox at All Out. Unfortunately, I could see Mox Jericho ending in a DQ and having their rematch there instead. I would be shocked if they did a world title DQ on that that show. I don't think that they're going to be doing that like ever, honestly. I don't think that that's something that AW is going to lean into. But I don't know if CM Punk is ready yet. I know originally they were like, well, it'd be awful nice if he was back by then. But you never know. Jam yeah. Beard said, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say the foot injury is a pesky thing, too. And thankfully, AEW doesn't do a ton of DQs and especially in really big spots. So I like that about them. Stay that way. <laughs> Jam Beard says, if AEW has a working deal with NWA, would love to see a one off trios match of baddies versus beautiful people. Fella, uh, anybody that's working in NWA probably does not have an exclusive contract and they can do whatever the hell they want. That's 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 it. But I do have an interview with Billy Corgan coming up, and he does give a lot of insight to his current relationship with Tony Khan. Um, he talks about a number of wrestlers, about Empower. We're going to have all that news up early on FightfulSelect.com. So uh, subscribe, guys, if you haven't. And a Is reminder, right? 40 minutes on Tyrus? Because... Oh, buddy, uh, he has a pretty dog shit defense of Tyrus because I was like, I'm like, you know, Tyrus kind of sucks. Like any reason why you're having this 49 year old guy who didn't wrestle for four years go on a one and a half year winning streak and maybe, I don't know, beat the Pope. <laughs> I love how you asked him. See, I, I did, okay, it wasn't like that, but I, was, I tried to frame it in a nice way, but he knew what I was saying. Man knew exactly what I was saying. He he watches the Tyrus matches. He knows they suck. Jordan Scott says, feel Reigns debut would have been better with a promo or hype package like Mance, especially if she's wrestling Jade. If when Jade wins, feels it gets bigger. So, I mean, they did have an interaction last night with Madison Rain on commentary and, uh, and Stokely came out and he, he said from one beautiful person to another, which I loved. <laughs> Uh, Jordan Grace, or not Jordan Grace, uh, Madison Rain got the win over Layla Gray. And Jade came out, cut her promo. She's getting really comfortable with doing the live promos. And it doesn't have to be like a, a rock or stone cold level promo. She's got her own aura about her. And I'm, I'm always interested in what she's doing. Is she going to mop the floor with Madison Rain? Yes, she is. But I like that they're adding Madison Rain in the ring. And this is something that I said on Wednesday. One of the reasons I like that Madison Rain is there coaching so much is like she ain't 50, 60 years old. She's 36 years old. She's still, even if she's hit her athletic prime yet, she can relate to all these women. She's still active and has been since her early 20s and probably wouldn't have to slow down anytime soon. So she can relate to all of them and isn't back in my day. It's still her day. It's still her damn day. And I think she's going to be uh, very helpful. It's not like a 49 year old say, um, yeah. <laughs> it was nice to see this match get a lot of time, um, which I appreciated. I think Madison rain is going to do some really great stuff at AEW. 
the chemistry was a little off at certain points, I felt like, between her and Layla. But um, overall, a good match. And I'm just encouraged to see, like, improvements in the women's division as I am very critical of it. But it's because I know that the talent deserves deserves the world there. And I know that they're capable of, of booking great wrestling. So this was a great use of um, Layla Gray, too. Like, you want Madison to win in her debut, but you also don't want your most protected stable right now to to take any real hits. So your interim baddie taking the loss here, I think makes sense. I just hope this isn't too far of a detour from the Athena and Chris Statlander stuff, because um, I've been very invested in that story and it's going on for, for a really long time. So get us to that pay-per-view. I want to see those matches. Well, if you don't want your penis and balls to take a hit from a sharp razor, check out manscape.com. Use that code fightful. It's not just that fantastic lawnmower 4.0. It's not just the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. They've got they've got ball deodorant. They've got ball toner. They've got foot deodorant, body wash, shampoo, cologne, a little bit of everything. They've got the shed travel bag. There's so many different things at manscaped.com. Head over there. Use their use our promo code Fightful or go to manscaped.com slash Fightful and save 20% off of everything. They've got that fantastic performance package 4.0. They've got the Platinum Package 4.0 that is perfect for all uses in the bathroom, staying clean, staying smelling good. they got boxers as well. And not only that, I mentioned the lawnmower. That's, that's the main item. That's the main event right there. Reduce nicks and cuts when you're taking care of yourself down there. You don't want to be running around all sweaty, nasty, smelly. Use that lawnmower 4.0. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code Fightful. Get free shipping. Save 20%. What a deal. Manscaped.com. Listen, I I know we're heading towards a new era in WWE. We're probably about to see some more blood, but you don't want to be seeing blood when you're trimming those pubes. Manscaped.com. Code Fightful. I feel like wrestling always has a lot of talk about balls, so it's really appropriate that we talk about how to maintain them with Manscaped. Indeed. Best Friends did an interview. Dr. Danhausen is there. They're talking about uh, doing the trios tournament. they got to get their shit together. They've been losing a lot lately. Jambeard says, is it Danhausen? I love how they didn't know who it was until <laughs> they were told it was Danhausen. That was great. Um. Tom LaValle says, give Takesha that TNT title and design the belt like a Cinnabon. Also, I'm Pretty Peter. Hope you saw the music video on BTE this week. I am so far behind right now. I had to work, wake to sleep um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and haven't had a break yet. So uh, I'm going to try to get that in this week. On vacation, he says. I mean, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I was home. I mean, you, so, you did the Wednesday wait, no, night no, no. post show. You drove through the night on Tuesday, basically. I did. I I left California at 4 p.m. California time, or I got to the airport there. We flew out 6.56. We arrived at 1 a.m. in Nashville, and I drove three and a half hours back to Kentucky, lost an hour, didn't get to bed until like 6 a.m., so... Uh, that was a nightmare. Uh, that was the most exhausted I've ever been. Jambeard says, smooth segue, Sean, but it was no spine blowout to Killer Kate. Listen, 
I don't know what kind of content you guys are trying to get me to do with Kate that you're trying to get me to give her spine blowouts. But listen. I might have made a segue about Bluetooth that said, if you want to blow out someone's spine or bust someone's spine, I think, um, which, you know. Oh, you missed my my favorite my favorite meme that I did this week. Did you watch? You didn't watch the AEW show, did you? Not yet. No, 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 no. I said, <laughs> Ricky Starks took a spine buster. And that's how he had to feel after that spy buster. I can't wait to see how much I get copyright claimed. Jambeard says three faces of dragon chew. Bring on the hardcore Karen Q. I love Karen Q. I just think she's a fantastic performer. She is. Just let her be a person. That's all I say in here, guys. Toby says, thoughts on Nikita Lyons. I think she's got a long way to go. I'll say this. um, Her kickboxing technique is fantastic. Like she, I can tell she has legitimately trained. She's got some fantastic kicks, at least from what I see on like heavy bags and like her, her shadow boxing and stuff. I do think that she does the most though. And like, seems like a person that was, that saw WWE and they said, go do this. And then she does a lot of the, the poses and strikes and all that stuff. Hey, what's that over there? Says, Sean, do you have the audio clip of Will Smith crying to Uncle Phil about his dad not loving him? Because that's what I imagine Shawn Michaels does every time Ric Flair has another last match. <laughs> well, I don't know that he had another last match after that. Um, I don't think that he knew that his last match was going to be his last match. That's kind of why Conrad wanted to to kind of push this out. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sure Sean knows by now. It's like, what? I, I can't believe this one hurt him any more than any of the other ones did. Joel Wood says, does Billy talk about what we did wrong as a society to deserve an undefeated Tyrus versus Trevor <laughs> Murdoch? I'm still hoping that's a swerve. If Trevor Murdoch is facing Tyrus in the main event of a pape, no, thanks. No, thanks. Some stupid punk says, hey, guys, still watching Dynamite. So sadly, I can't keep up with the live review. Just wanted to say Kyle Sparks has dubbed the Cody Elevator the power lift. And I hope that becomes canon. Sean, you're an awesome dude. Alex, I love you, my guy. Back to TBS. He said that Wednesday. And I want to say thank you very much. We did miss that. Uh, but thank you so much for, for sending that. Hey, what's that I'm over there? Liver, so. Yeah, you are. That was sent Wednesday. So that's why. Uh, hey, what's that over there? Says. Off the gate alone, Ric Flair is going to be doing his last match in New Japan. It was like an incredible gate. Mayor Pete says, if the MJF thing has turned into a work, do you think the complete silence the last couple of months is good or bad for the storyline? I've had so many wrestlers talking to me more as if this is real than I did probably when it was going on. And that's shocking to me. Like, there are people that are like saying, well, I don't want him to have all this heat when he comes back. And then I got one saying, well, if he wants to go to WWE, let him go to WWE. And I'm like, I had been operating on the assumption that this thing was a work since the day after double or nothing since they had that meeting. But again, that's why we, we haven't officially confirmed anything. I know specifically many things that weren't a work, which I'm very glad Alex Hammerstone said as much in that interview that he did because uh, that's a buddy of his and also hasn't heard from him over the past couple of months. Hey, what's that over there? Says Pac has to be facing Dragon Lee at All Out for the Al- All-Atlantic title. 
I would love to see that be the thing. Like each pay-per-view, you bring in a big international star to face off for the All-Atlantic title. I think that'd be great. I All love week. the use of the All-Atlantic. I think it's a really, really cool idea to have an ambassador-esque championship. All Elite Dan says, I now want a sitcom featuring Danhausen as Dr. Danhausen. <laughs> Pops up in one of my interviews that's coming up. Uh, Lucha Brothers versus LFI, Lucha Rules, Quake by the Lake. That's going to be friggin' nasty. It's going to be great. Joel Wood says, I'll buy every Smashing Pumpkins album in existence and not have to see Tyrus wrestle. You and me both, brother. Well, what we did get to see was an incredible main event. Uh, anything goes. We got Swerve in our glory. Great promo from Swerve. Just great delivery. Great speed and velocity on him throwing the toolbox. Yes. He, he so threw that good. so well, the Cincinnati Reds almost traded him. <laughs> they almost traded him for a top 40 prospect. Like, Nick Crawl was out there like, how, how can we get the rights to him? That's um, such that, a good, sad joke. I know it is. <laughs> but this match was awesome. And I had people, when they signed Josh Woods, and I said, look out for him. They were like, who? Who? I never heard of him. Well, let me tell you, he's real freaking good. He's got experience in WWE and NXT. Uh, he had experience in ROH, and he killed it there. He did great. Two guys, one cup was good. Uh, it wasn't just the standard he's an MMA guy type of thing. He showed his personality so much and stepped out. And he's bigger than I realized, too. Like, that dude looks like he's near 230. And he fits so well in this match. That suplex off the apron through the table was such a dope spot. The magic that Keith Lee and Swerve create together is phenomenal. And we got another one in Woods and Nice. And yeah. I I do like the, how the Swerve and Our Glory sort of... Uh, uh, correction, two guys, one tag, not two guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to let it go, but I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> okay. I was like, Sean's tired. I'll let it go. Yes. Michael Key says, two what? Two cups? Uh, I mean that that is the reference. That, that is the yeah, reference. that wasn't like on accident or anything. Yeah, they did that on purpose. But uh, I like that they kind of disrespected Woods and Nice, and then Woods and Nice took them to the limit. I think it's important that they did that because they're saying, "Oh, well, we're going to go face a ranked team now because you guys aren't much." And then they took them to the limit. This was phenomenal. Uh, and Julie Cutler, by the way, who will be reviewing AEW All Out with me. Uh, <laughs> says lol at sean what'd you think of this one i loved it i'm continually so impressed by i felt this way about the acclaim too um initially like two guys who were not really a tag team or tag team wrestlers and the way they've come up with such creative tandem offense and that um that steel stair spot too, like between Woods and and uh, Swerve was just like a crazy bump. Um, I I loved all, all of this match. Josh Woods is great. I watched him a lot because I was, as you like to put it, the person that was still watching ROH toward the end. But he was the pure champion there, and he was doing great work there. Um, kind of like in that Daniel Garcia vein where he always looks like he's trying to win a match, always looks like he's taking the most painful route possible on your opponents. 
Uh, I don't know how much I like love the pairing with Smart Mark. I love Smart Mark, but I don't know if I like the fit here. Um, not outfits. All Let the fashion you, on AEW is great. With his, but I don't... with his proximity to me, he was about to have to represent me last week. <laughs> <laughs> and he would have done a great job. He would have done a wonderful it. job. I love Smart Mark. I just don't know if him and Nice is like the combo that I would pick, but well, a, a I, fantastic main here. Sorry to cut you off. Like I think that from what we haven't seen of Nice from a, a personality standpoint, I think Woods and Smart Mark will bring that out in him. Or he can play off of them. He can be the straight guy to like their more colorful side of things. So I think that those are that's very, very important. Um, hey, what's that over there? It says, really wish Santana was healthy and on good terms with Ortiz so we can get them versus Lee and Swerve at Grand Slam. You never know how things will go. Um, the right business, the right situation, maybe, you know what, maybe they look at this situation, this knee injury, and they say, you know what, whatever it is that we've got going on with us, that bullshit ain't worth it. Let's let's make some money. Jam Beard says, give me Swerve in our glory versus FTR at All Out. Be great with either tag team walking out as champs in that match. I think that's where they're headed. That was what I had heard when the the Omega Bucks thing was pitched. But Kate, you are here tomorrow night reviewing uh, Battle of the Belts with Rob Wilkins. Don't forget, guys, Grapsity at noon as well. Have a whole bunch of interviews coming your way and FightfulSelect.com. You'll want to head over there right after. But Kate, tell the people what you got. Sure, you can find me at Miss Kate Fave on Twitter and TikTok and at Kate's on Instagram. Every Tuesday doing sour graps with Alex Pulaski on the NXT review. Every Friday back here and Wednesdays at the Mark Order Podcast at Mark Order Pod. And sometimes I just jump on uh, sour graps behind the paywall too because I like to hang out with Alex and have fun talking about wrestling with y'all. <laughs> Guys, uh, you are going to want to read this report that goes up on FightfulSelect.com shortly. Hey, what's that over there? Says, give me FTR versus the British Commonwealth at All Out. Good night, guys. Uh, somebody says, Stokely skipping out here. What do you mean? What do you mean? What are you talking about? We reviewed that match. We reviewed that Was match. he literally oh. skipping? I wouldn't have passed oh. him. I mean, that was... <laughs> he, yeah, he was literally skipping. That's and he was fantastic there. I loved his distraction. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic, by the yeah. way. Two Fightful, two cups, baby. <laughs> Get that spine blown out. Hey, we're going home. We're ready to wrap it up. Oh, oh. We're out. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.